Hello, and welcome to the Mastering Social Media for Schools podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Gribble. I've been celebrating students and staff on social media since 2014. I'm in the trenches with you, and I know it's not an easy task. So if you're responsible for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more for a K-12 school district, you are in the right spot. You're going to lean in and learn some simple, actionable tips to help you reach even more people. And that's all going to happen while keeping your sanity. So let's get started. Hey there, welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to talk all about AI. Yes, artificial intelligence. Should you be using it? Should you be afraid? How should you be using it? Should you be putting disclaimers that you are using it in your school communications? We're going to talk about it all with Emily Schutte out of Emily Writes LLC. She's amazing at what she does. And we're going to just have some honest conversations. So um, we're going to reference a series of blogs that we actually released this summer, all on AI and using it in your role as a school communicator, three-part series. And you can make sure that you never miss a helpful blog article or idea or suggestion or trick by signing up for my free newsletter. You can do that at socialschool4edu.com or you can jump over to the show notes now and sign up for my newsletter. Now let's get to this week's K-12 PR tip. All right, today's K-12 PR tip. It is a new year. It is a new you. It's a new school year. We've got to set ourselves up for success with some good habits. So I've got a question for you right now. What is your habit for lunch? Yep, I asked the question. I was just out of school and they said, oh, I eat most of my lunches while I'm standing up and running to my next meeting. That is not a good answer. That is not healthy. That is not going to help you lead a balanced life. Um, And so I just really want to challenge you. What's your lunchtime routine? Uh, Many people make sure that they get out and they take a walk. They get away from their desk and they actually go to the staff lounge and eat with other people so that you can actually get a break from your computer. Um, Maybe it's just making sure that you go to the bathroom. Maybe that's the time you check text messages and you make sure to call a spouse or call call a loved one or something like that. But I really want to make sure that throughout your day, you have some intentional breaks and lunch is not like a catch-all for everything that you didn't get done over the morning and don't think you'll get to in the afternoon. Um, what is your what is your schedule? What's your lunchtime routine? And I'd love to hear about your lunch room lunchtime routine. Um, if you'd like to share it with me, um, you can tweet me or X me or whatever at Andrea Gribble. You can also email me anytime, Andrea at socialschool4edu.com. All right, let's jump in to this week's episode, which I think could help you have a better lunch if you utilize AI in the right way. It's going to give you time back in your day. So let's jump into this week's interview with Emily Schutte. Hello, Emily. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi, Andrea. Great to be here. Emily Schutte and she's from Emily Writes. I get to work with her on really a daily basis. Um, She helps a lot with my marketing. But Emily, you've been here before, but why don't you just give a brief background of 
um, you know, who you are and, and what you kind of do with Emily Wright. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for having me. I'm Emily Schutte. I went to UW-Eau Claire, just like you, Andrea. I have my degree in journalism and an MBA. And I've always loved to write, but I kind of did sales, you know, recruiting before I got into marketing, which is what I really love. And then you and I met in 2017 at an education conference. And after that, I became one of your account managers freelancing while I worked. And so that really kicked off my freelancing career. So then it was 2019 where you offered me the chance to do more in your business. And so I left corporate, launched my business, Emily Writes, and the rest is history, I guess. I help small businesses with their content marketing. That's website, social media, emails, blogs. And now I also have some freelancers who work for me, which is really neat because I get to help more women who want to get into freelancing. And yeah, I guess anything else you want to (laughs) know? Well, no, I think that's great. And I'm so excited. I love hearing your story. And and my husband takes credit for finding you because he first talked to you at (laughs) at that conference. He's like, this gal, she looks, she's like really on top of it. I think you need to talk to her. So um, that's, that's awesome. And to think of how long we've worked together feels like longer than 2017. Um, You've certainly done a ton for my business and a ton for a lot of people's businesses, but we're now in the age and, and this whole topic of this podcast interview is AI. Mm-hmm. And now if anybody should be worried about artificial intelligence and writing and all of that, it should probably be somebody that has the word rights in <laughs> the name of their business, right? That's true. I guess I didn't think of it that way. I mean, I can tell you that I'm not very worried and I can talk more about that if if you'd like, but it is, it's kind of scary on the outset. Yeah, because I think when we started seeing, oh my gosh, is AI going to take our jobs? So what I'd love to know, dive into first is, well, is do do you fear AI is going to replace you? I don't, but I do think it can replace writers who aren't focused on high quality work or don't want to adapt and use some of these tools. I mean, original work, I think, is always going to be valued, especially AI as a robot. It's not a human. There's no emotion. There's no heart in a robot. So as long as there's humans trying to connect with humans through storytelling, through engaging writing, I think there's always going to have to be real writers, not just robots. Yeah. And I'd love to know from your standpoint, um, because you you said right at the beginning of that, like, I don't fear that it's going to take my job, but I think it could take the job if people aren't willing to like embrace what is there for them. So how have you incorporated AI into your work? Yeah, so I started playing around with it, asking it to write some things, you know, late last year when it started to really blow up. And of course, it was terrible at first. I'm like, what is this? But then you start playing with it. I attended some webinars and I really use it, I'd say almost on a daily basis now. Um, Usually I'll pull it up if I'm having writer's block or if I just want to think of another way to say something. Um, So for example, last week I was doing a website project and I just need to think of a really good header, like something really punchy. And so I gave it the text that was going underneath the header and said, give me 10 ideas that are five words or less. And it gave me some really good ideas and I kind of mashed them together and I got a really good header. 
um, which I think for your listeners, you know, that could work if they're writing website copy, but also email copy. So if you have your email written and you need just that really punchy email subject line, you give AI your email, it'll give you some really good subject lines. Just give it a word limit. Otherwise, it's going to go on like 20 word. Yeah, you definitely want like short, short subject lines. Right. Um, So if somebody is brand new to AI, they're like, okay, this is great, but I don't even know what you're talking about as far as where to get started. So like, am I going to a website or how I've seen that in some tools, AI is kind of incorporated into a lot of tools now that we might be using, but how, how do you specifically use it, Emily? Yeah, so I use actually a site called Magai, M-A-G-A-I dot C-O, and it's an AI-powered tool. I'll give you the link to put in the show notes for your listeners. Yeah. So I pay $29 a month, and it's definitely worth it because it has some extra features. So there's like folders to store your work. You can save your prompts. You can upload PDFs. You can give it links for YouTube. It'll give you transcripts. So to Long way to answer your question. You can just go to ChatGPT or it's actually openai.com is the website. Yep. Um, or look into one of these tools that gives you a little more, gives you some features. Okay. So uh, the one I use right now is openai.com mm-hmm. and I opened like a free account. So I'm not paying anything and I can go in and type like make me like for your example, write me an email headline. That will entice parents to open this email when the body is, and you could paste Mm -hmm. in the body, and then it's going to kind of like summarize and maybe give you, if you ask it to write five header options, it'll write those for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would say you can definitely use AI if you're writing from scratch. So if writing isn't your strongest talent or you're just having writer's block, you can ask AI just a basic prompt. And we put together a blog for your website that gives some prompts and it'll give you something raw to work with. I know a lot of writers feel more comfortable having a rough draft, something to work from. Um, Personally, I think I use it more like like a thesaurus or like kind of a research tool. Now, we talked about this in one of the blogs, too. It's only up to like 2021, I think. So don't use it for like up to the minute research. But if I'm trying to get some social media post ideas, for example, if I say, you know, this is for a realtor that helps young families, what are 10 concerns that people have about buying their first home? It's going to give me a bunch bunch of, this is one I've used, it's giving me a bunch of ideas of content that I can turn into social media. Or like for your for your listeners who are writing social media posts for their school, they probably have a phrase that they just use all the time because it's really easy. Like, congrats to these school hashtag, you know, athletes. You know, you just have that phrase that you use a lot. Just plug that into AI and ask it to tell you some different ways to say that because that'll kind of keep things fresh. Um, But yeah, I mean, if you use it to write from scratch, use some of those prompts that we give you in the blog, it's definitely worthwhile. Just be prepared to edit to make it sound right and probably shorten it. And then if something's going right on your website, I've heard that Google is downgrading content that is AI generated. So if it's a blog or a press release or something that's going on your website, just make sure you're finessing it 
a little bit so it's not just copy paste. Yeah, because I'm sure some of you that are listening, I mean, we do work in schools who are worried about plagiarism and like, does, you know, if I ask AI to write something, is it going to write the same exact thing as somebody else who types it in? Well, not necessarily, but just how freaky fast AI works. Um, They also have AI that checks out if other AI created it. So it's, it's very complicated, but it is a tool that I think can make us more effective and more efficient Mm -hmm. communicators. And it can actually help us become better, like help us train better. So, so Emily shared that we've got actually a three part series in our blog um, on enhancing school communications with chat GPT. So um, we've got a powerful tool for productivity. We've got do's and don'ts for school PR pros, and we've got 26 chat GPT prompts for school communicators. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to go through a few of these because if you're like, I don't know what I would use this for, um, you could be like, create a one paragraph summary of this superintendent video that we can include in our email newsletter and on social media. The goal should be to compel people to watch the full video. Here is the video script. And the video script you can grab from another tool that will grab the video script, you know, for it without you having to retype it. Or write a 30-second audio script in third person for a radio ad to promote our school's open house event. The tone should be persuasive, informative, and inviting. Include these key details, and then you could insert. So there's just a lot of variety, right, that if you play around with, you can really get some helpful starting points for something that you need to create. It can be a huge time saver. I thought of another one that I don't think we included in that blog, but I use it all the time for my clients who have events to promote. So school communicators, you're being asked to promote events in all different ways, all different formats. So take your like who, what, where, when, why details and plug it into ChatGPT and say, write me a social media post, write me a press release, write me an email blast. And it'll give you, using those same details, just different ways to say it. And I find that really helpful, especially if it's an event that has to be communicated multiple times, then you're not like repeating yourself on social media with the same post. You're making it sound enticing in different ways. So use it for your event communication. See if that helps you. Yeah. We even had somebody on a past podcast. They had to give a shout out like to all of these donors for maybe it was like a prom after prom party. And so she plugged in like all these company names and said, you know, write a three sentence. Thank you. uh, Using puns. And so then it was like, um, you know, thanks. Thanks. I don't know. It, It was like, a pizza place and it was referencing the word dough because it was pizza. And, you know, so it was just a cute play on words, but she was actually able to plug them all into one prompt and get a bunch of them all at once instead of having to go in there individual times. So it's amazing. My, my advice at the beginning of summer, when we, we started this series was just play around with it for 15 to 30 minutes a week. So that, and it continues to evolve and continues to get better. Um, And I I just think that instead of you looking at it as a threat, we can look at it as a tool to make us even better. 
Definitely. I love your idea to use it for puns because like that does not come naturally to me. Like there's some really great, funny people out there who write in a really humorous way. And that's not me, but sometimes a voice calls for that, like a school social media page. You could be, you know, you got your 10th science experiment photo to post. You could say, Hey, give me five puns related to high school science. And it'll just pull up some fun things for you that our brains might not have come up with by themselves. Yeah, it's kind of like the dad jokes, you know, (laughs) if there's too many of them, they're a little bit annoying, but a Mm -hmm. little bit, I mean, your kids and your families that are watching your social media pages, like they understand it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have a question for you, Emily. This actually just came up recently in our membership group where somebody was asking, like, should we be putting a disclaimer or some kind of a notice on posts or things that we write using chat GPT or AI. Um, chat GPT just happens to be one tool. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so it's all artificial intelligence. And by the way, there's more than just writing, there's generating images, there's generating videos, there's generating voice that sounds like Andrea, you know, so there's a lot of scary things as well. But if you produce something with AI, what what are your feelings about putting any kind of a disclaimer or um, that kind of thing? Yeah, that's a really good question. I can't say that I feel very strongly one way or the other. If you're using it as a tool, I wouldn't feel compelled to tell people I use a dictionary or thesaurus to write something. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's becoming very present in your work and you're not editing it yourself, maybe there comes kind of that gray area of, is this original content anymore? I mean, I can say that as a a company myself that provides writing services, I added a disclosure on my website saying that we use these tools. Everything goes through a human touch. We have two editors on every product, you know, et cetera, like basically outlining, basically disclosing that, yes, we use these tools. Here's how we use them. Here's what you need to know. So yeah, I felt compelled just because, you know, Emily writes, it's in my name that I wanted to disclose that. But I, you know, as a school communicator, I don't know that unless you're disclosing every tool you use, I guess I don't think you have to, but what do you think? (laughs) I agree. I agree with it. And I think the biggest thing is, is that we use the AI generated content as a starting point. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever used it completely because Sometimes you read it and it's like, oh my God, those are such big words or words that I would just never use. Yep. And so, you know, and and by the way, guys, AI isn't new. I mean, if you've been using Gmail and when you get a picture and or something sent to you and then somebody's like, thank you so much, you know, it's suggesting what you type, mm-hmm. that's AI. So AI has been at work, but it's just come a long way now where um, it's really been talked about and it's easier than ever to use it. Um, I would say out of personal experience, you guys know that I am, you know, I always share the things I make mistakes with so that maybe you won't have to. But I know that one time when I copied everything, there is also this regenerate response in chat GPT because if you want it to regenerate, like make it shorter, make it funnier, um, you know, do it in a more serious tone, like you can keep asking it. Well, I copied this whole thing and I copied the regenerate response 
and I pasted that into my social media post. (laughs) And then luckily, you know, we try to review our social media posts right after they go live. And I saw that and I'm like, oh my gosh. So I quick went in, edited it and took it out. But I'm like, that's a telltale sign, Andrea, that it was written by AI. And I have heard there are newspapers and things that that has happened. And it's Mm -hmm. been really bad because it's been like an obituary type thing or something like that, where it's supposed to be really sentimental. And people are like, oh, really sentimental. You had a computer create this for you. Mm -hmm. Um, So you got to be careful. You got to watch for that stuff. I would say, and this is slightly off the topic of the writing, the generative AI, but some of these image generators can be pretty uncanny and kind of creepy. And I've heard there's some kind of legislation or best practices that there should be a watermark on images that are AI generated, which I could get on board with that because especially if it's a real person, I mean, there's a lot of ethical issues there if you're depicting somebody who wasn't actually in that photograph. Totally. Well, I mean, now people are getting like headshots, right? And whether it's, people, from, yeah. whether it's from AI or whether it's from an artist. And I mean, there's all of these moral questions too. And and, and you guys all need to think through these things. Um, we talked a little bit about just using it in a moral, ethical, whatever way at your school. You should make sure you have those conversations um, as well. Um, but I think it it is a great tool. Um, it's definitely going to continue to change and evolve faster than Emily and I can talk about it because mm-hmm. we could, uh, we're not experts, but if, even if we were every week, we'd be talking about something different, but you know, um, Emily being that you have kind of embraced it and tried to use it as a, as a tool, are there any things that you see coming next with AI and like suggestions on how our listeners can be ready? I would say it's definitely in the world of images and graphics, obviously as marketers, which we could consider ourselves marketers as well. It's the visuals go along with the message and the visuals communicate the message too. So I'm really curious how those tools are going to get better. If there's going to be watermarks, you know, if there's going to be legislation, best practices. Again, I personally have not played around with the image generators very much, um, but I'm really interested to see how that can enhance our work. Yeah, definitely. Um, Well, I know that searching for the perfect image is really challenging. Mm -hmm. I think in most cases, when I've tried to use it, it's been more in cartoon form, which Mm -hmm. I feel is a little safer than actually looking like a real picture of a real person, which again, can get look a little bit scary, like not Mm -hmm. real, especially the more you try to regenerate it. Um, But this has been great. Um, you know, I just want to invite everybody. There's a lot of people talking about AI and you're probably talking about it in your school. Um, you know, if there's ways that you can incorporate it and talk about using it as a technology tool, which is what it is um, in your district. Great. We have the three part uh, blog series that you can refer to and we'll make sure that that is in our show notes. Um, but as we wrap up and you've you've been on the podcast before, but, you know, around this area of AI, I'd like to challenge you for what's a social media tip kind of around this that you would offer our listeners? Well, to prepare, I was thinking to where I've been using AI the most recently. And one thing I found to be a huge time saver is when I want to add a quote to a social media post, instead of Googling it and having to dig through blogs and Pinterest, just put it into ChatGPT, ask for 
10 quotes for Teacher Appreciation Week. I, I always say attributed quotes. So give me 10 attributed quotes for Teacher Appreciation Week. It'll just spit out quotes and then go Google it and just make sure that it's attributed right and you quoted it correctly. But that is a huge time saver when you want to add a quote into a social media post. <laughs> I love it. That is a great, great tip. And that's another great tip. It's not AI related, but adding quotes just to your school posts can bring so much life to a story. So if you have some event, uh, some activity that's done in a classroom, and when you can have like one of the students said this, it can really add a lot to it. Um, but yes, quote, famous quotes, we can search those out too. I love that tip. Thank you, Emily, for sharing. I'm, I'll am i steal that one, knowing that I, I speak to a lot of different people. Um, I appreciate you hanging out with me today to share with our listeners. What's the best way for people to stay connected to you? So my favorite social media platform right now is LinkedIn. So you can find me at Emily Ray Schutte over on LinkedIn. Awesome. Well, we'll link that in the show notes, everybody. Um, A lot of people ask me for advice on social media for people other than schools, because I do K-12 schools. Emily's my recommendation. If you have a a company or an organization or a nonprofit that needs help with uh, social media or other writing, she does amazing work. She's wonderful to work with. She has the cutest little girl that happens to be sleeping right now. She didn't wake up. Emily, the dog didn't bark. I mean, this is like, this is good, good vibes right now. This is like the perfect scenario. I'm so glad. (laughs) It is very good. Well, thanks again for hanging out with us. Everybody keep telling those stories. We'll see you again next week. Bye, Emily. See you soon. Oh my goodness. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you learned a lot. And if you did, pass it on to others who might need to hear it too. And Would you leave me a review? I would love a podcast review. Now, if you want to become a powerful social media storyteller for your school, grab your copy of my book. I poured my heart and soul into this thing. It's called Social Media for Schools, Proven Storytelling Strategies and Ideas to Celebrate Your Students and Staff While Keeping Your Sanity. You can find out more at socialschoolforedu.com. See you next week.